Good music. Yes. Talk about a good way to start a podcast. All right. Uh, welcome to the Relevant Podcast, uh, the weekly, weekly, no, bi-weekly, sorry, the audio companion to RelevantMagazine.com and Relevant Magazine. We try a little something different now, you know, bring a little bit more music for you, for your listening pleasure. I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. It sets a nice mood. Me anyway, too. here with me, as always, is Kara Davis, our editorial director. Greetings. Oh, I'm Cameron Strang. Uh, also, Jesse Carey's here. How's it going? And Tyler Clock is not not here. He is on his honeymoon doing God knows what. So yeah. I get his mic instead. So Flynn, <laughs> Flynn has been promoted to yes. Mike Worthy. Woo. Well, uh, honestly, there's been a lot of talk about the relevant podcast these last couple of weeks because of our last one uh, about Bono. Today's, um, we also have a, an issue that we want to grapple with and get into, but uh, it has nothing to do with you two. So, yay. Kind of <laughs> tired of the Bono thing. Um, Bono Gate. Do what? Bono Gate, as Bono- they calling it. Yeah, Bono boards. Gate. Thank you, message board people who coined that for us. That was nice. Uh, so, we have, we have an issue coming up that we'll talk about later. We also have news updates and entertainment releases and relevant news like always so sit back relax stop working you know just kind of <laughs> do, do kinda what chill. we do yeah <laughs> do what we do just, <laughs> just kind of drift smuggle funds <laughs> well uh let's see coming up in entertainment releases um on tuesday we don't have very many to choose from we are scientists is coming out with uh, with love and squalor on virgin it's actually a good group and uh, looking backwards, while we were on hiatus, uh, a couple albums came out of note. Uh, one, Chris Tomlin has a live album called Live from Austin Music Hall. Cool. I- ironically recorded in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Matt Kearney came out with a new single called Nothing Left to Lose. I like Matt Kearney. Yeah, Matt Kearney's He's getting cool. some good press lately. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a white rapper. He is. And, uh, <laughs> and also Derek Webb. Has a has a new one called Mockingbird. Big fans of this one. In fact, we want to give you a little sample of it. You can check out Mockingbird. Here's a little taste. And I'm like a mockingbird. I got no new song to sing. And I'm like an amplifier. I just tell you. That was Derek Webb's newest release called Mockingbird. You can uh, buy it online. I don't know. Where, where can you get it? I'm, I'm sure at your local Christian bookstore as well. <laughs> 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 I frequent that. Derek Webb is formerly of Cademan's Call for all of you people who were in college in the late 90s. <laughs> Which you, I was. You can get it on iTunes. Yeah. There you go. Get it on stations. iTunes. Yeah. There you go. 
Uh, and movies releasing today, uh, Friday, uh, January 6th. Oh, some really good ones. Yeah. Blood okay. Rain. Blood Rain starring Ben Kingsley and Michelle Rodriguez. I, I actually read a little buzz about that. And it was like, this movie may be good to go see because it'll be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's marketing itself as a horrible movie. So uh, Also, Hostel, uh, which is uh, executive produced by Quentin Tarantino and directed by Eli Roth and starring absolutely nobody you've heard of. Yeah. Yes. That one actually looks freaky, and I, it's all the torture and stuff. I have no interest in seeing that. I'm scared. I, I love it how on the movie posters it says Quentin Tarantino presents, but really he just paid, paid for it. For it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Also, Grandma's Boy. Um, it's the Happy Madison Productions, uh, which is Adam Sandler's uh, production company. Yeah, it's uh, Grandma's Has anyone Boy. seen ads for that? Yeah. I've I saw one it. today. Yeah. I don't know what I think about it yet, but I saw a couple obscure pop culture references that made me pretty happy. Like what? Well, at one scene, he walks in and he's like, is there a monkey here waiting to fight me from the Dane Cook? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I can't be sure it was taken from there, but... <laughs> and then... Uh, or maybe it was the monkey in the closet from the family guy. It could be that, too. And there was also, he said he was going to start a fight club, which, I mean, it's not that obscure, yeah, but that, it was funny. I wonder well, where or, he got or that one not from. obscure at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they're pulling this stuff from. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably, probably Dane Cook. Probably some B-side I'd never heard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for the entertainment releases. Oh, I like this new music little transition thing we're doing. It's wonderful. That adds some flavor. Flavor in your ear. All right, and now for slices, a little bit of news that's going on in the world. These aren't the biggest headlines. Don't get upset because we're not giving you CNN.com. These are just the little things you might want to... You know that, that you might have overlooked. So, so here you go. And here. rest assured, our selection of stories has nothing to do with racism. In case you check the message boards, yeah. which we we're accused yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. What we're referencing is there's a thread on the message boards that this guy who had never posted before. This oh, was, his, was first his first post. One. He just he signed up as the name Jesus Freak seventy seven. <laughs> okay, and his whole post was he was angry. <laughs> <laughs> he was angry with us about uh, not covering the miners in depth and, and was questioning, you know, why would we not cover, you know, whatever. And so I posted just saying, well, we're not CNN.com. We're not going to cover. We can't cover all the major news out yeah. there. Our job is to just find stuff that's funny or poignant or relevant to our lives or, or uh, you know, faith or just, you know, yeah. it's random stuff. Please don't rely on relevantmagazine.com as your only source of news. I, yeah. I really took that as a personal <laughs> attack. Because you because, do slices. Yeah, exactly. And so I tried to go in there and set the record straight, but some people, you just can't. They, they like to hide behind the message board, but that's okay. Jesus Wait a freaks, second. I thought racism him. was only about black people. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying that we were not covering the minors because we were, quote, racist against low-income states. Which wow. doesn't even go together, when because racism in low-income states 
I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not like Jesus Freak 77 is an idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> we said it. We'll just put there, it on the table. There'll be a new thread out there. <laughs> hey, what? Uh, anyway. Hey, um, also wanted to mention that the um, podcast, which we're doing right now, mm-hmm. yeah. whether it's good or bad is up for debate, but <laughs> the podcast <laughs> has quadrupled in listenership in Woo-hoo! the last month. Hello. Thank you. That's big news. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for the email campaigns. <laughs> the petitions that you're putting on your dorm rooms wall. I don't know. Thank you for listening. So. Thank you. All right. So here's slices. Here's Kara Davis. The Triple X Church guys are um, at a Vegas porn show this week. Performing? Um, no. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. No. Uh, we love these guys. Mike Foster, Craig Gross. We, we like them. Sorry. I didn't mean to say anything <laughs> disparaging about them. We published a book with Craig Gross called The Gutter. Go check it out at relevantstore.com. Yeah. What I love about these guys is every year, it, you know, a couple times a year, they'll go to like an LA porn show, Vegas porn show. And like all the Christian people who kind of follow them or support them always like, you know, how'd it go? You know, how many people did you win to the Lord this week? And they're like, uh, none. But it's like, they're like, that's not really what it's about. It's about you know just being there and having a presence and trying to make a difference and creating relationships and um so they they stick it out even though they don't have numbers to talk about so i think that's cool all right i have a dead man turns up in sweden is this for real jesse that is for real according to usa today according to usa today well stockholm (laughs) ap a swedish man who was assumed dead after disappearing off the norwegian coast two years ago stunned authorities this week when he showed up at a routine traffic stop in sweden did did he know that he was like missing yeah 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 he faked his death he faked his death um he faked his own death in 2003 by renting a fishing boat in norway and then pushing the boat out to sea from a strip of land to make it look like he had drowned the boat was never recovered, and Palm was listed as missing until he was stopped by traffic police in southern Sweden Tuesday. He said he was escaping to find a better life. And so yeah, he said, so he, was, he, said um, he spent laying on beaches in uh, yeah, southern I lo- Europe. I love this quote. He says, um, things went well in the beginning. I traveled around in southern Europe, laid on the beach, and enjoyed myself, had mm. different odd jobs, and took it easy. He left his bank accounts untouched and did not contact anyone to say he was alive until the spring when he started longing for his family. He then says, I contacted my family and told them where I was. They said they missed me and convinced me to come home. So apparently he came home. and. But haven't we all been there? <laughs> we just want to run a fishing boat and fake our own death. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly. True. Jesse, we're going to get you counseling. <laughs> Ironically, morbid. I, I, used to live, I used to be in the Northwest and, and died. And then <laughs> moved down here. To I yeah, I, w- I used to be a guy named Joe. <laughs> It was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. You were 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two <Sorry>. years ago. <laughs> All right. Well, there is a, a show that's coming out. You may have ha- call, heard of it. It's called The Book of Daniel. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, as Christian, as some Christians do, there's been some pretty big... <laughs> <laughs> they boycotted pr- something? Yeah. They boycotted. They protest. <laughs> they signed Good job, petitions. Christians. Good job. Um you know, heaven forbid that this might actually be a thought-provoking show. I don't. I don't want to go promoting it, but no, I'm I've, not. I'm not. I've heard that it's just trash. Yeah, I'm it's thinking it's getting way more attention than it ever should, just because of Christians. Like, like yeah. if they hadn't said anything, it would just go away because it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Entertainment Weekly is like making fun of it. It's so bad. Well, <laughs> if wow. you look at this picture we have here, of there, it's a <laughs> okay, very I, disturbing. Okay, image. all you podcast listeners, <laughs> lean in real close and look at the picture. <laughs> lean well, on in. well, if you go on. <laughs> 
If you if you search for it on the internet, it's not hard to find. There's a, a promo picture of like a priest with Jesus like standing right behind his back. It's like one of those action but figures. It is the creepiest picture ever. Like, dude, Jesus is right behind you. Like, <laughs> that's what I want to say, you know. But anyway, several. It's actually worked. The protest is working, and several. Uh, okay, NBC. two, two, two affiliates. Little Rock. Little Rock and <laughs> Terry Hote. Indiana. Well, I'm sure several will follow, <laughs> especially after they listen to this podcast. Yeah, like <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> and, uh, does, does anyone know West the Virginia, Valdosta, Georgia? <laughs> does anyone know like the real premise of the show? Corey, our uh, staff digital bootlegger. Yeah, he he was trying to tell me about it last night, but it wasn't all making sense. Yeah, uh, maybe I'm not the only one. Uh, the Book of Daniel is. Being promoted as the only show on television in which Jesus appears as a recurring character in the only network in primetime drama with a series with a regular male gay character, 23-year-old Republican son. That's not what it's about. Yeah, so That's <laughs> that doesn't help us at all. See, once, once again, <laughs> Thank you for that, Jesse. Once again, I cannot get a clear description So Jesus is in it. There's a priest in it and a gay guy. It's about a pill popping. Sounds like a joke. <laughs> it sounds like a South So Park. Jesus, a priest, and a gay guy walked into a bar. <laughs> Sorry. Is it a sitcom or a <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe it's like that movie where it's just so horrible you need to go watch it. It's yeah. just well, so bad. Here's some interesting comments from the the guy who is um, the writer of the show. Is he yeah the show's writer Jack Kinney, who is a gay man. Uh, he said he knew that there was going to be some people who have an issue with a gay man writing about Jesus. He says I'm not making fun of Jesus. I I never want to poke fun at religion or at Jesus. These characters are very spiritual people. They believe in God. They believe in Christ as their Savior, and I think that's wonderful. Kenny described himself as being in Catholic recovery with an interest in Buddhist teachings about reincarnation. I'm a spiritual person, he said. I don't know specifically what's going on up there. I think there must be something going on, whether it's an energy we're all connected to or an old white man with a beard and a robe. Kenny says he does believe in Jesus, but explained, I don't necessarily know that all that myth surrounding him is true, but I read his teachings, and I think he was a great teacher and wonderful philosopher. I think he had a great idea. Love thy neighbor. There's nothing wrong with that. So, so here, okay, here's my beef. Here's my beef. Here. Okay. If 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 uh, we were going to do a show like, oh, I don't know, let's say Will and Grace about, you know, gay people, okay. you'd probably want the writers to to be gay or at least understand that lifestyle so it doesn't turn into a stereotype it doesn't turn into Mm -hmm. just jokes or whatever Mm -hmm. or you know just generalizations because a non-gay person trying to write the dialogue and demeanor of a gay person wouldn't be able to do it so why not get a christian to write this show if it's supposed to be about jesus and faith and religion why wouldn't you have somebody who believes in that to actually write it so it's authentic, so it's not a stereotype, so it's not rash generalizations? It just seems odd to me that you have somebody writing a religious show who isn't religious or writing a Catholic show who has Buddhist tendencies. That's just weird to me. But at the, if, if you were writing a Christian show that had a, a homosexual character, would you have a homosexual write it as well? Well, or, or, you know, maybe the writer has a friend who's gay or just they understand. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it just doesn't make sense to me that there's so few religious shows on television and there are Christian writers out there. Why not, I don't know, find one of them to write this? I just, just like you'd want, you wouldn't have an African-American sitcom about an African-American family written by a bunch of white people. You wouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like the target, the, the characters need to be reflected in the writing staff, I think. 
we've already established yeah. that the show is probably not going to be very good. But <laughs> what gets me is that, um, like, when The Passion of the Christ came out, uh, you know, a lot of groups were out there protesting. This is anti-Semitic. And all the Christians were going, but wait, it's about Jesus. Let's just wait and see. And, um, <laughs> but all the people who are, you know, declining to air the show or boycotting the show, they haven't even seen it. So it's like, at least we can wait, see it. And then we can say with an authority that the show is terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we can boycott it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so watch it if you're interested in poorly written stuff. <laughs> but we don't even know. Well, we're assuming. Because we're Christian. That's, what the That's right. We're, we're just assuming. I think that was my point earlier is I can't even get a description from anyone really what it's about. It's just it says the series you know, depicts an Episcopalian minister played by Aidan Quinn struggling with an addiction to Vicodin, among other problems in his um, diocese. Yeah. Diocese. Diocese. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds like a kidney I didn't know problem. if that was another. <laughs> Pills for his diocese. <laughs> <laughs> He's on dialysis. <laughs> he has diocese. <laughs> Hey, my aunt suffers with diocese. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be racist, Cameron. <laughs> I'm such a she lives in West Virginia, ironically. No, sorry. All right, I have one here about uh, a man who was uh, arrested or taken off a plane because he had the word "suicide bomber" in his journal. It um, it, he was, it was just written in his journal, and 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 the he was on Frontier Airlines, which has TVs. I like Frontier Airlines. Yeah. And he was uh, arrested and detained uh, on charges of being under the influence of drugs or alcohol. But the word suicide bomber in his journal, um, is, which is really the reason why they pulled him off, turns out it was the name of a band. And <sighs> and it was just a guy who he had written it on there. That, so. that's, a, that's a shame. That's a crappy way to get pulled You know what? I think we have a... a a sidebar in, an upcoming, in our upcoming music issue of bad band names. We I think it. this definitely makes the list. we got to <laughs> add this. Suicide Bomber. He actually, for listening to a band called Suicide Bomber, he probably deserves to get pulled off the plane. Turns out he's the lead singer and they have a new album coming out next week. Let's hear it. Nuh-uh. Are you kidding? I'm just playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm I wonder, boycotting the album because I'm a Christian. I put this up mm. in Slices on the website with a link, but there's a great story in Newsweek about the an upcoming generation of music listeners that are this is the term they use which is maybe one of the stupidest things I've ever heard they call them yupsters yuppie mm. hipsters that I, listen. I am I'm so getting a shirt that says yupster and so anyway <laughs> so it's in Newsweek and they're like and if you can pronounce the name Sufyan and it has like the you know the oh phonetic yeah then then you're probably in that group and it's like uh, we are all yupsters um, yep it says Newsweek the, the authority relevant. on Yepsters. That's the relevant uh, T-shirt next time. Yepster. Guys. Seriously, right there. Do Yepster. it. You know, I like terms like hipster or, or uh, metrosexual when they're original, but when you come out with metro spiritual or yupsters, that's just not original. And they start combining them. Yeah. 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 Yuppie. That was good. You know, yeah, younger professional exactly. is, wow, mm-hmm. okay, there you go. Hippie, yuppie. Yeah, yupster. I, I mm-hmm. don't like it. Yeah. You are a yupster. You know that, though. Well, according to Newsweek. <laughs> the authority. (laughs) All right. That'll do it for Slices.
this is the portion of the show where we want to kind of continue the dialogue about uh, the article that you read in 850. Last podcast, we talked obviously about the Bono article in 850 and all the feedback that you guys sent us, which was a ton. We ended up getting over 600 emails alone, not to mention message board posts and all the other stuff. So thank you for that. That was awesome. And uh, we had, who was it that won the, was do you remember his name? Someone I, from the Netherlands. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but I emailed him. I was like, hey, congratulations, man. You, you know, I'm sending you the walk on. Just send me your address. And he was definitely from the Netherlands. That's so hilarious. Like, that, so I, we I had, picked a good one. We randomly picked the most <laughs> expensive shipping option. <laughs> we that's, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about, oh, you know what? We're, we're, what, we're not racist what's against li- Europeans, though. <laughs> what's a lighter book we could send you? Yeah. We'll send you our book catalog. <laughs> Please pick something under 100 pages. Yeah. Well, Pagai for adulthood, we're going to pick somebody. Yeah. Uh, somebody from uh, the emails that we've received about last week's 850 or this week's 850, uh, which was on the separation of church and state called the Great Wall, right? That's right. Um, one of these emails, which um, at the time of recording this podcast, we've received over 50. Um, you know, one of these emailers uh, will win a pocket guide to adulthood. Let, let's make it the person with the funniest name. Oh, let's see. I have uh, in front of me I ha- not really funny names. <laughs> Did Assy ask right back then? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I apologize profusely <laughs> for mispronouncing. Michelle Lassie asked his name because <laughs> oh man, uh, some so I got letters about how I was disrespectful to I was racist or something. Sorry, I apologize. So anyway, uh, the article that you probably read or you should have read, uh, an eight fifty dealt with the uh, issue of church and state by separation. Brett McCracken by Brett McCracken. And if you haven't seen it, uh, sign up for eight fifty. Go to the front page of realizing Stick in your email address and hit submit. There you go. You'll get it next week. Um, and the um, if you haven't gotten it, um, where can, they can't really see it online, can they? They have to subscribe. So, oh they well, you missed yeah. out. Don't miss out. Don't miss out next week. Go subscribe right now. Anyway, we want to read some of the feedback. I have one here from um, Sarah Sturley. Said uh, I appreciate Brett's dialogue on the separation of church and state. Unfortunately, many of today's far Christian right scream foul when they hear those words. It's about time that these articles of separation of church and state appreciate it for what it uh, was meant to do. Not only does Jefferson's appeal to keep the two separate concern the church staying out of the state business, but it also and equally mandates that the state or mandates the state to remove itself from church business. I think Brett needs to take this sermon on the road. Oh. And he will be doing just that. Preach. Uh, <laughs> in the relevant. In the re- um, <laughs> And just to preface, the Brett's article talks about a recent court case where a church in California, it's actually, a lot of people call it the most liberal church in the nation. I guess that is debatable. But they, back in November, they preached a sermon that didn't explicitly say anything about President Bush, but it alluded to him in a way that it was undeniable. So, Posi- anyway. Positive or negative? Very negatively, and uh, the law right now, the the church is getting may get their tax exempt status taken away from them because right now, as the law stands, a a church or religious organization, anyone that's tax exempt, cannot promote a a candidate. So directly, right? They can promote policies, but they can't promote a candidate. Correct. So that's just for people who didn't read it, but should have. So anyway, I have one that is very 
the very opposite. I'm not even going to read all of the intro because it's just very mean spirited, but uh, and I, but very funny. It is. <laughs> should I read it? Read no. it. No. no. Okay. And we don't support that. <laughs> read <Flynn>. it, please. <laughs> Did you write this, Flynn? Uh, in response to Brett McCracken's know. recent 850 article, The Great Wall, I must strongly disagree with his conclusions. He goes on to say, Brett's conclusions rely solely on the false premises and the following statement. But what Christians seem to forget that is that governments are, are, ca- are not capable of producing a moral foundation, nor should they be. Unfortunately for the readers of the 850, this statement masquerades itself in some sort of absolute truth, although it, does, it is not supported. He goes on to say that you know governments can pass laws to that affect the moral actions of its citizens. So, here's one from Brian along those lines. Um, he says, although governments are not capable of producing a moral foundation in representative democratic systems, they are built on the moral foundation of the constituents. We then must ask ourselves, what foundation are we offering to our government to be built upon? Hmm. I have one here from uh, Adam Clark says, as far as I'm concerned, the farther Christianity gets from government, the better. So many Christians want the government and even our economic entities to teach our children about Christ. Giving more power to the government and expecting special treatment from government is just going to wind up hurting us in the end. It's time we as Christians took some responsibility for our faith. This is funny. John says, it's time for Christians to stick up with their convictions. Who knows, maybe it's God judging the All Saints Episcopal Church for not sticking with theirs. And then he says, I need the new pocket guide to adulthood. I'm 24 and my wife tells me to grow up on a daily basis. I'd like to just say that it's only $8 at relevantstore.com. <laughs> That's right. I have one here from Jenny Fredette. It's actually a little bit longer, but she uh, poses two interesting scenarios or solutions to this says, is the government really saying churches can't speak out for or against politicians? Isn't Congress, the president, or the Supreme Court that's issuing the complaint? It's the IRS, the money people. In other words, it's not what churches can't speak truth to power. It's that they can't do so while claiming a tax-exempt status. Tax exemption is for entities that are purely charitable, religious, scientific, etc. in nature. It's not for political or lobbying entities. 501c3 status is not for entities whose members could benefit if their candidate were elected. I hate to say it, but Bush's presidency has shown us that people who speak up for certain political leaders can and often do benefit, financially and otherwise, when their candidate is successfully elected. A few solutions for the church, and this is interesting. Gather in representative bodies, uh, congregations, where Christ-loving people speak passionately both for and against Bush. Jesus surrounded himself with both tax collectors, conservatives, and zealots, liberals, who certainly would have debated Bush versus Kerry until blood was drawn. Oh, no, wait, they wouldn't have debated politics. They would have seen that as okay to have divergent views about temporal politics since it's God's kingdom that we're agreeing on, not Bush's kingdom, not the American empire. The IRS might have a harder time picking on all saints if one day the sermon was anti-Bush, anti-war, and the next day someone harshly critiqued Kerry's record or comments. Or something else entirely, dissolve as a financial entity. The church is spiritual, and it is flesh and blood. The church is not a building, a binder with articles of incorporation and bylaws, a tax return, or anything of the sort. I'm not saying it is wrong to function in this form, but if, quote, the state is giving you issues, then why not beat them by ceasing to play the game? Who knows, maybe the church would thrive many thousand times more outside the legal and financial constraints of tax code. If we want to play their game, uh, stay free from taxes, and even get tax breaks for our, for our contributions, then, unfortunately, we will have to play by their rules. A handful of people and I are actively pursuing these two options in a unique expression of the church in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. It's a bit of an experiment, but on a personal level, I feel a lot more hopeful about this than church and politics as usual, and a lot more free, too. That's Jenny Fredette. 
That's good. Cue yeah. the patriotic music. It's really interesting. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't know how practical it is to just say dissolve the financial, you know, entities mm-hmm. that are churches, but she has some interesting thought-provoking and, points. And I don't mean to, like, open up a can of worms, but, I, you know, there are some cases where I think there the separation between church and state is a good thing when because the church you know ideally is is the head of the church is god but men or run the, wait, the people run the pope the, no, I'm, joking. I'm sorry <laughs> but but you know it's people who run the church and a lot of times their politics gets mixed in to yeah. god's message like where i went to college we had you know the the president of the university was like you know we can't i can't tell you who to vote for and this you know there was a to make a long story short, there's a city decision that was going to benefit the school. There was a, a creek running through the campus of the school, and if we vote, if if a vote passed a certain way, it would help the school. We wouldn't have to pay for it. So anyway, he's like, I can't tell you which way to vote on this, but I did bring the mayor in to talk about the pros of it. And so like, he brought the mayor in to talk about it. Then wow. he's like, under your seats, everyone. If you don't have an Oklahoma uh, voters application, go ahead and apply. And I was like... You know, it's just like dancing around the rules, you know, and I just thought it was kind of shady. That's politics. Shady. Um, There's uh, one more here from Dave Chapman, which actually goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It says, years ago, I heard a pastor preach on Isaiah 58. He concluded with words that I have not forgotten to this day. Quote, it is time that people see what Christians are for instead of what we're against. Transformational words, to be sure. Mm. Interesting. And that's the whole thing about the boycotting the book of Daniel, too. It's about time the church sees what we're for instead of what we're against. There you go. All right, it's time for a little bit of relevant update, relevant news. Uh, what you're listening to right now is actually uh, OK Go, their single A Million Ways, which is the featured video this week at Relevant TV. It's hilarious. It's a it seriously one of the best videos you will ever see in your life. If you haven't watched it, go to relevant.tv right now and watch it. You can watch it on demand. Yeah. Um, also, new this week at Relevant TV, we have uh, we had five videos a week, as you know. We have Danger Doom. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which you've heard during this podcast. Brendan Benson, Cold Hands, which is actually the first song you heard at the beginning of the podcast. Interpol, Kamir, and Sub 7, Emotion. Yeah. Those are the new ones. And, um, you know, vote for the top 10, vote for the most requested. You know, still Maylene, still hanging around, going strong. Still hanging around. Me uh, Without You's going strong. One thing I wanted to let them all know is that we have actually a uh, iTunes iMix of the new songs that we're adding to all these videos so if you guys like the videos you like the songs you can just uh, click on through or just go to iTunes and look for relevant iMix and right there it is well also each each uh, week with the new uh, podcast there will be a new iMix of the songs you heard in the podcast we've gotten a lot of emails from people just saying you know what was that song that you guys had at the end of the podcast well now you'll know they'll be there 
Uh, there'll be a link on the podcast page. There'll be a link on the Relevant TV page. And you can also just go straight to iTunes and search for Relevant and it'll uh, pop up there for you. But there'll be a new one with every podcast. So yep. definitely check that out. Um, also, um, the what, you know we had talked about Relevant going bi-weekly and we got quite a bit of uh, discussion about that, uh, that people didn't like that idea very much. Uh, we're... Uh, really encouraged by the massive response the podcast has gotten in the last few weeks. And um, if that continues, we'll actually be able to continue weekly with this. So uh, help us keep the numbers up. Tell your friends about the podcast and tell them to sign up and listen. Subscribe at iTunes. And uh, the relevant podcast may actually get to go weekly here really soon. Um, also, uh, right now, we you know we had mentioned to you the show that we're working on for Relevant TV. And right now, we're actually building a set. It's going uh, going in this week. And we are, are going to be working on, on that show here this month. So hopefully we'll be able to debut it in the next you know few weeks or next month or so. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. But that's a little behind-the-scene information. Nobody else really knows about that show. It's called uh, Flavor of the Week. And that's yeah. coming soon. And last, well, other than the editorial question, but last and definitely least, we have <laughs> the winners of the Relevant Christmas Door giveaway this is really Auction. thrilling. This may be the lamest contest ever, but <laughs> we still had good response to it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Admittedly lame. Um, okay, for the, first off, for the Kiss Heads, uh, Rubber Bullet, I've already sent him his. I got an email from which, him. Which one did he get? I want to say it was Peter Chris. <laughs> I'm, I may have been so, Paul Stanley. That's so lame. <laughs> but... Um, Anyway, so but I mentioned him and I was like, hey, I, this is on the last podcast, I guess. I was like, man, some guy, you know, I said uh, he won a kiss head. He's like, oh, that's cool, but I really wanted so and so. And I started, you know, saying something about him. He's like, I was listening to my car and my and my heart dropped or something. <laughs> like, I was like, I, you know, I emailed. I was like, don't worry, rubber bullet. It's all it's all in good fun. We're all, we're family here. So, but so he, he won. But I said, I, I Paul wanted, Stanley. Yeah, he won Paul Stanley. Anyway, we have. Um, Jesus Freak 993, which... Not to be confused with Jesus Freak 77. No, because this is actually G-S-U-S, uh, Freak with a P-H. Oh, he's from Miami. Yeah. he's His post, though, was really good, um, I guess in a mildly distasteful way. He said that he really needed a kiss head because he was, you know, he named some country. And he, and he had his picture with, like, a Compassion International, like... Uh, postcard, oh my but whoever was on there, he photoshopped out and put himself in, and said, <laughs> and he needed it because he was poor. Yeah. Um, so it's it's. So who'd you send to him? Um, he's gonna get. He'll probably get Gene. You know, because he went through the most effort. Yeah, he made a picture. He really did. But someone else, uh, Christy, twenty five two or two five two, she put up a, a picture of a blank door. Just a, a door and said, This is why I need to kiss that. And I was like, Simple. It got to the point. It was compelling. Done. Very effective. And I, and who, I, who's she going to get? Oh, man. Um, who's left? <laughs> uh, let's the see. other two guys. Yeah. there's. I sent out Paul, Gene, possibly Peter. I, I think I've sent out Peter. I just can't remember who. <laughs> um, who was the, what's the other member of Kiss? Um, that other guy? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Someone's got to know. Squiggles. Yeah. So the, so she's going to get him, who's ever left on my desk. But here's three other winners that uh, will get either one of Chandler's pieces of crunk memorabilia, Whoa. <laughs> um, which I actually have the head of Little John. I have a couple, you know. Will. The little the little elf Little John yeah. or the full one? 
Well, one of them's going to get the full. It's wow. actually just the, the head up because wow. I don't know what the pose it should be for the whole Little John body. I guess we could fold it. We could fold let it. Me, I'll digress. Uh, <laughs> or they'll get a little crunk guy or <laughs> little uh, crunk po- elf. possibly. I don't know how Flynn feels about giving, giving away Mr. Hanky. Oh, man. He is hanging in the studio right now, and it's mildly disturbing. It is. Well, I thought about taking it home to my bathroom door. Mm. <laughs> so is that? <laughs> I just thought it would be great. So you're not because originally the contest was just for kiss heads, but then people were like, "Oh, I want." This, if someone want really wants Hanky, we who, can send him off. Who won the the bunny? The, the bunny. That's up for Tyler to determine. Okay, and he's on his honeymoon. I, I don't feel... I, I mean, I could just send it away. You, I, I think just you should <laughs> just send it Should I? I think you should. All right. I'm going to send it to either... So so or, B. Peacock 22 is going to get... That's She's going to get Mr. Hanky. She's going to get... Okay. Okay. We'll enjoy it. JMSMR27. He is going to get... Uh, what did I say? The crunk. I, b- I believe you pronounce it Jamizer. 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 He's going to get crunk. Jamizer crunk. Jamizer's going to get crunk. And funny face, congratulations. The grand prize of Cameron in a bunny suit. <laughs> yes. But we have to you get win. pictures of that because we want to do a t-shirt of that. Yeah. We've had requests yeah. for t-shirts. Are you yeah. serious? Yes. Cameron That's in the bunny suit. <laughs> yeah. I, and it, I was it. saying, if we did like a limited run, you know, I think they'd sell. And that it should say Yupster on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that is great. Or right under the the rabbit. Like yeah, I'm yeah. a yupster. If you guys don't know, we're actually in the relevant store. We're doing limited edition shirts every month, new every month. Right now, there's uh, ones like Bible Thumper and uh, Holy Roller and, and uh, a couple others that uh, are up there now. It's uh, get them while they're hot. Once they're done, they're gone. And, uh, and a new round will come in. Um, in fact, we're designing some new girl shirts right now. And apparently, me in a bunny suit, which I didn't know about. <laughs> that's great. I'd, hey. I'd wear that shirt. I definitely. I think that one's got to be. That's got to that's gotta make it on <laughs> cotton. It's got to make it to cotton. I have a piece of breaking news, actually. Uh-oh. You guys can entertain this. Um, I actually bring my laptop into the podcast and continue working she while we're recording. She bored. <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> playing solitaire she's the actually, whole time. She's actually doing what our listeners are doing. Listening yeah. and... I'm making sure it goes with the flow. There you go. Ah, but, beta, um, beta testing as we yeah. go. <laughs> we actually just got an email from Jesus Christ. Yeah. He emailed the entire staff. And um, the subject line is Jesus Hearts Relevant. And it says, Dear Relevant Staff, my name is Jesus Christ. Most of you know me. One of you doesn't, but fakes it really well. But don't worry, I won't rat you out. I'm dropping you this email to tell you that I think you're all doing a wonderful job. Not that works are super important, but they do show me that you care. So they are a little bit important. I didn't let them include, I didn't let them include the book of James for nothing. Anyway, keep it up. The website is great. The magazine is great. And if I cared about clothes, I might even buy a t-shirt. I'm writing you to say thanks for the Sufjan's. Sufjan shout out on your best albums of 2005 list as you know he also loves me very much and it is great to see him get such support from by the hipster crowd as you also know you're all carefully and wonderfully made and I in fact did make you in a way that you would find Sufjan pleasant to the ear so it would be it could be argued that in my thanking you I am in fact thanking myself but isn't that what all art is simply celebrating the genius of humanity which is indirectly celebrating the genius of me I'm getting off topic which was on purpose because I'm perfect, but that's beside the point. 
The point is, I love you all very much. I have been pleased with you, and this shows by how much of, of a blessing Relevant has become for a generation that both needed a cool, godly magazine, a, a cool, godly website, and a cool, godly hipster folk singer. Keep it up, and I'll keep blessing it. I love you, Jesus Christ. I'm and actually, this was all kind of a ploy, evidently, for us to go to What Would Jesus Blog? And whoever this is, is actually blogging as Jesus. And it looks hilarious. The, the post wow. that's up right now is like, hey, look, I'm going to be on TV. I'm famous. Some show called The Book of Daniel, which from the commercial makes me think it's not based on that Daniel, but some other Daniel. Uh, I, feel, I feel so dirty right now. <laughs> it feels weird. I'm a little creeped out. That, that, <laughs> like, yeah, there's a, there, Go to the, the Jesus blog, and there's the picture of like the, the pastor. And, Jesus <laughs> is behind you. You, you what know, would JB blogspot.com in LA? There's a uh, talk radio format that they actually have a guy they interview, and he he takes the perspective of Jesus and answers some really hard questions. And he came to our church a few times, and then actually we as LA Symphony had a lot of questions, so they brought in Jesus one time for our accountability meeting. No, we just asked him a gang of no. questions. Yes, he's a really cool guy. His name's Neil. And he just uh, he has a lot of good like answers. I, but I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous to walk out of here and like look out the window and see like a guy like dressed as Jesus standing in our parking lot. Like, did you get my email? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm just really creeped out right now. I'm nervous to walk outside and see a tornado about to hit our building. <laughs> Someone made this Jesus a birthday cake. It has a Christmas tree on it. It says Happy Birthday Jesus. Oh blog. man. I, oh. Well. It, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, surprising that Jesus used Gmail too. You know? <laughs> Jesus mail. He just started this blog J-mail. on December twenty second. <laughs> well, no, it could stand for God mail. Yeah. Gmail. He's had three thousand vis- or hits or visitors. That's all. Yeah. So hey. you would think you know, we think just Jesus, gave him more popularity. Jesus would have more marketing pool. Well, really he wasn't you. that popular when he was here. Yeah. yeah. But since then, he's, he's had he's had a pretty big no, bestseller. Wait, hold on, no, he was ushered into the city with a parade, and they waved palm fronds on. He was very popular, more yeah. than three thousand hits. Popular. <laughs> He'd be know. very popular in West Virginia. That was a racist thing to say. <laughs> that was so racist. That was, that was unbelievable. <laughs> we have severely gone downhill. Here we go with the uh, this week's editorial question of the week. Here's the jingle. Take it. Editorial question of the week. We want to know. What was your top five in 05? What were your favorite albums in 2005? Email us at feedback at relevantmagazine.com. What we're doing is we're, we're piggybacking off the popularity of last week's editorial question of the week, which was wh- who, what bands would you like to see us cover in 06 in the magazine? We got a ton of emails from you guys, a lot of really good bands. Ironically, there were several emails that listed bands that we've covered like every one of them in the last like three issues well, more than several <laughs> so it's like i i actually started writing those people back going hey there's this really cool magazine called relevant <laughs> you can subscribe for only ten dollars here's the link i'm sure they appreciated that yeah wow. <laughs> no uh so it actually jesse what were some of the bands all right here we got we got lee nash pilot drift fourth avenue jones shane and shane we've done some on shane and shane we've done something on pilot drift they were in our indie spotlight uh, in the yeah. music issue. Uh, Lee Nash, we can go ahead and tell it, is going to be the cover story mm-hmm. of the March issue. Uh, Lee, we did a photo shoot with her, and Kara actually flew up and spent some time with her in Nashville. Yes, I did. We have Imogene Heap. Um, Hold on. Are we, have we covered Imogene? Or we're going up? to. Yeah, music issue. Mm-hmm. Cover fourth. Well, that's 2000. Hey, this, is, this is weird. We're shooting three for three, four for four mm-hmm. here. Here we go. Keep going. Uh, let's see. Becoming the Archetype. 
Mm, that's mm, pretty obscure. That's much. Uh, <laughs> Angels and Airwaves, which is Tom DeLonge of Blink-182's new band that he says is going to be at the level of Joshua Tree and they're going to be bigger than Coldplay. Wow. So they're going to be they're going to be out in 2006. Didn't he know that Coldplay didn't do Joshua Tree? <laughs> 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 I guess not. I guess he's not a real music connoisseur. <laughs> they did I mean, the Apple w- Tree. <laughs> Martin's baby's name. <laughs> it was good. You were that getting was there. Good. It was a stretch. I, that was a, it was a pull, big, but a we got it. tumbleweed just blew through. <laughs> here. Crickets chirping in the background. Let's see. We have. Uh, <laughs> That's so weird. That was. Oh wow! So we also have. Right. We have this holiday life is a new band. Uh, Lincoln Brewster, Coheed and Cambria, Muse, Flyleaf. Um, let's see. Any Demon any Hunter. any hip hop, any urban. Uh, that sounds like a racist list to me. That new yeah. Flynn album is going to be The new bang. Flynn is going to, we'll probably be a cover story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely. New Gnarls Barkley. El- Elbow. Have we done Elbow? I know we had one relative. Yeah. 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 Snow Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. Bright Eyes. Yeah. Headphones. No. Mm, we had Wearing Pedro, them. but yeah. Um, Block Party. Yep. Yeah. Man. All American Rejects. Nope. I mean, I'm just trying to stop anyway, everyone. So these are these are the f- ones that you've written in and told us you want to see in the magazine this coming year. So it sounds like we're on the right track. So that's good. Yeah. But uh, everybody likes lists. We're no different. We like lists. So write in and tell us who your top five albums in 2005. Number them one through five. We don't need any explanation of why. Just tell us the ones and we'll compile it. And you'll see the results in an upcoming uh, 850 newsletter. And also we'll mention them here on the podcast. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of The Relevant Podcast. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. Uh, I'm Jesse Gary. I'm Flynn Adam Atkins. And Tyler Clark is on his honeymoon. We'll see you next week. Podcast. Anytime, anywhere.